It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Good morrow, cousin, and welcome to the Shakespeare... No, wait a second. I don't know, that'll work. It will? Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Shakespeare Podcast. I am here wearing a blouse. Oh, I wasn't ready to do this. No. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. Bing. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Wink Martindale. <laughs> so we're shooting this one, shooting, recording this one at night. We usually record during the day, in the mornings, I'm going to be honest. And you know what? We always say it's 5 p.m. somewhere, but now it's well after 5, so who knows what has already been imbibed. That's true. Uh, our, our late night podcasts are rare. They're usually those pop my cork sloppy drunk ones at the end of the year. So um, hey, apologies we'll just, if this we'll one gets this really weird. Goes, but I, we're so excited for this episode. Yep. So excited. Very excited. And really excited to have you listening. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming to the show. We always love having you. Um, also, if you love being had, <laughs> have I got the offer for you. Uh, you can go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com, and donate whenever you want. That's right. There's a little button there. Uh, every little bit helps us put this thing on. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. We're actually recording this back to back with the Aaron Hayes one, which we just released. Um, so uh, we're going to save the thank yous till the next one so we can do a couple I once. Think we just heard an audible sob. People were really <laughs> hoping for those hoping thank yous. Right now. They're, they're <laughs> on their a way. Stupid we voice. promise the next one yeah, they'll be here. will annoy you with our either <laughs> rapping or Jason Statham or just something. Just never know impressions. where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so thank you guys for that. Also, if you like the show, go to iTunes. Yeah, give us a review. Give us a rating. Yep. Oh, just caught up on those today, by the way. Uh, some of you may know, in light of current events, I've been very depressed lately. Thought I would look at those. And one of you darlings wrote that my voice makes this podcast unlistenable. Yes. Yes, I, I mean, in fairness, that's been up there for like maybe a month. I haven't checked them in forever. And but. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so here's to you, buddy. But if you want to leave a positive review, we are real people and it does make us feel nice. <laughs> it's true. We are not automatons. <laughs> like, I mean, it seems like it because we're so freaking perfect. Are we not men? We, we are, are Devo. Anywho. Also, you can email us yep. and we will write back because, again, we are real people. And you can email us at info at popmyculturepodcast.com. Yep. So uh, our guest, uh, David Wayne, do, do, do. you know him from State. And Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, Role Models, The Ten, tons of other. Stella. Wayne uh, Days. Yeah, Wayne Days. Yeah, awesome okay. web series. Uh, he uh, signed a State DVD set. It's the entire series. With his own hand. Yep. He signed it. If you'd like to win that DVD set. Ding, ding, ding. Go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. After this episode drops, leave your answer to the first question, which is later in the podcast, but I'll tell you what it is right now because I'm feeling saucy. Uh, What was the first podcast you ever listened to and what did you think of it? And we'll choose one comment at random or one that we just like. It's usually what we just like, yeah. Exactly. We're reading them. It's not our machine. So uh, write something (laughs) funny and delight us. (laughs) Yeah, and somebody will win that uh, DVD set signed by David. Yep, so jump on in that comment thread and enjoy the episode. Here we go. Ah! Our guest today, uh, well, he's a founding member of the state. He uh, co-wrote and directed films like uh, Role Models and Wonderlust. Ladies and gentlemen, David Wayne is here. Yay! Oh, my gosh. I like doing a night cast. Yeah, right? That came with wine. There's wine. Burritos. 
There's like glimmering lights here. It's kind of very much a nighttime thing. It it's is. about my culture after hours. That's why I'm not wearing a top. Oh, Seriously. Yeah. Hey, folks, what a sight it is here. Oh, squeezy, if only you could see. Squeezy, squeezy boobs. Um, Whoa. <laughs> now I think people have a confused image in their head. They see sponges or squeaky toys. Just a good way to feel. It's a good way to feel. Um, we're really glad to have you. I'm so happy to be here. Finally. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's been, what a terror. I've been listening to um, one for about ten years. Oh my. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, we were really finding our footing there the first five, mm. um, and since then we've gone through a lot, obviously. But now it's a new groove, the, just like the emperor has. What is the oldest podcast? I'm eating a burrito, everyone. Um. Well, ooh. you know, I, I, I'm reading something about that. I can't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was the Flintstones. Stones cast. Yeah. Fibber McGee and Molly, maybe. <laughs> uh, the cast for season 16 of Dancing with the Stars has been announced. Thank no. God. You guys. I didn't see it yet. It is a dandy. You're not ready? I, I lay it on me. That's why we are having you on, because we're so excited to see you at Tango. I, ooh, believe me, yes, I spent you're, uh, you're three years it. in yeah. Buenos Aires learning to tango. <laughs> you're ready. What about the paso doble? Uh, no. <laughs> I do a pas de deux. <laughs> what do they do? Oh, the Pramchenko in uh, Cutting Edge. Topic. That's all I remember for that movie. It's a dangerous uh, well, here, move. Here's the cast that okay. we shall discuss. Uh, comedian slash train wreck Andy Dick. Yeah. Is yeah. on the show. Terrific. He can um, dance. He, I know he can move. I've seen him gyrate. <laughs> I know he can move fast, too. Actually, I first met Andy Dick in 2000, no, 1997 uh, in um, a, a club called La Vila in Panama City, Florida. Whoa, is this a real the, memory? This is a real memory during the um, uh, MTV Spring Break uh, festivities in 1997. There was during the last vestiges of the state time at mm-hmm. MTV. And um, he was really weird. Now, I've I've heard uh, other things that confirm that as well. He, and, but uh, and really, really super funny. Yeah. He, when I was a couple of years ago, he was at Bridgetown when I was there with oh, the Matthew Park right. Improv yeah. thing, and um, that was pretty insane. I think they should have. They always pair them with real dancers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they should pair them with each other. That'd that would get a lot more drama. Because then, yeah, the two people trying to dance. There you go. That's its own show. That's a different show. What's that show now? High Dive that's coming out? Splash. Splash. Oh. What's that? They're Carol taking Hannah? the same level of person that would be on Dancing with the Stars, the same type of... Um, Louis Anderson's on it. Uh, and they teach him to high dive. That's yep. awesome. That's a real show that's happening. It's- or like water skiing with the stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, trademark. Just getting more and more niche, though. Like, high lie with the stars. <laughs> the very first pilot episode... Of the very first ever reality show was The Real World. And I worked on that. (gasps) True story. Mm -hmm. Wait, what did you do? Not much. Write the jokes? I just was like in in the office and little stuff like that. I was a kid. But I did steal some of the furniture and like the bath mat and stuff from that apartment, which is now historic. Thank you. eBay it. I might. That's, you know, times get tough. (laughs) So Andy Dick's on the show. (laughs) Also, uh, Lisa Vanderpump. Big fan. Real Housewives. Real Housewives. She's the classiest one, and I'm not even lying. Um, Vanderpump? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which Real Housewives? Beverly Hills. Okay. She owns two restaurants out here. She's very classy. Her husband, Ken, loves her very much. My wife 
big, big into that. Yeah? Me, not as much. Oh, I wish she was here. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got something in common. She might uh, sub for me the second half. Okay, perfect. Does she have a favorite Real Housewives uh, um, town? We might just have to call her. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I think she likes... Uh, you should connect with her more know. on this because I'll tell you what, John and I talk about it and he can't go there with me, but he knows. He knows uh, how no, I feel. I know sort of... Well, no, I don't. I, I walk <laughs> by and roll my eyes. <laughs> That's something. That's some sort it's of... It's something. Yeah. It's something. <laughs> uh, Allie Raisman, who's an Olympic gymnast. Yeah, she was on the U.S. She team. She was on the U.S. Little fireball. Go, girl. She's going to be good. I like it when they have people that will be good. I mean, I don't well, really watch the show. She's, but she's athletic already to begin with. She can so move. She can move, yeah. You're not talking about clothes. Nadia Comaneci. No. no. I think it's the same person. Okay. Uh, just a different version of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, D.L. Hughley. Great dancer. Oh, <laughs> I dance with him out of the clubs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. From Not, not every night, obviously. Right. The right. original three, king of cha-cha. Three to five nights a week. Does he grab your <laughs> hips? He, do, he grabs his own hips. Oh. He's that kind of guy. Man, I just want someone to grab my hips and take me away. No. Okay. Next. <laughs> uh, Kelly Pickler, who was on American Idol a couple seasons ago, born sure. country yeah. girl. Yeah. Famous uh, for being silly, right? Silly-headed. Silly-headed she little was, girl. She was pretty goofy. Yeah. All I know about American Idol is they gave us Kat McPhee and uh, Megan Hilty. From, from, no, just, no Kat just Kat McPhee. Right. Don't, I'm just saying. Don't tell Otherwise, they would, keep, they would try to introduce Megan Hilty to us, and they're only introducing Kat McPhee to us <laughs> Copy if that. you watch Smash. Are you, yeah. And you do watch Smash, huh? I do. Yeah? You all caught up? I did miss last night. I haven't missed last night's. I'm actually literally after this, I am going to my friend's house where we're going to watch Smash because oh. I'm a very busy guy, Yeah. but I make time to watch Smash. That's right. You know what? After this, my friend's coming over to watch Nashville because that's another one of my priorities. Uh-huh. Sure. Put them together, you got Smashville. I'd watch. <laughs> that's a show. That's a show, ladies and gentlemen. Smash is actually struggling in the ratings. It's going down and down and down. And like it was like it's this last week was like its lowest rating. No, ever. really? Yeah. Yeah, it's um I've heard that too. It's not doing too hot, fortunately. Oh, that's too bad. So we'll see if it struggles yeah, so through. They'll have me till the end. Yeah, the next two weeks. <laughs> All right. I get pretty busy next month. I'll be there so. to the bitter end, even into <laughs> April. <laughs> uh, Victor Ortiz, who is a boxer. Never heard of him. Sorry, buddy. A heavyweight boxer. He wouldn't bring a featherweight onto the show. Has he beat Balboa? <laughs> He's... <laughs> He's not yet be Balboa. Well, this is, but maybe he will on the floor. Then he's not a boxer. Take it to the floor. That's true. Mm-hmm. Co- it could become a floor battle. It's true. Oh, man. Speaking of, do you guys ever watch videos on this site called Wimp? I uh, know. Okay. It's, it's just a website that you can watch videos that are deemed family friendly. They're just like internet videos. I don't know. I don't know what. Cats playing keyboards, that kind so of thing. So is this similar to, for example, YouTube? Uh, <laughs> it's cold through. Do you see what I'm saying? No. Cold through? <laughs> cold through. Like they, cold they through. have oh. uh, mined for gold. Yes, I understand. There's a sluice. They've oh, I have heard of that. In. I have heard of that. And usually there's some, they've show, pick like 10 videos a day or something. It's but curated. Today, yes, it's been curated. Understood. As, as a museum might be, like the MoCA, the okay. MoMA. So okay. it's the Smithsonian of internet clips. Is exactly. What uh, meets the AFV of internet clips but no but there was um these babies doing dance-offs that we watched today that baby's like she's six years old you wouldn't believe the way these children can dance yeah whoa she's spinning on her head popping up and down she does a move where she pretends to slice her throat and back up do you think she's uh, do you think she's able to do the gangnam style dance oh no 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 no. she's not that good she's not that good yeah i've seen the uh the kid rocking out to corn yeah, that's a very disturbing thing. It's pretty thing. great. It's pretty great. Ooh. That little kid is pretty balls to the wall. 
Uh, Jacoby Jones. Jacoby. Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. Oh, Why stop yeah. at Jacob when you could add a Y? He should be good at the catches and the lifts, you would think. Oh, yeah. Jones sense. is literally one of the best wide receivers uh, Atlanta has uh, in the lab right now. Are you a no. sportsman? No. Oh. That, was, that was fictional. Wow. You did a really good job. <laughs> I, was... I like to talk sports. I just have nothing. I don't have any brain. I don't have any facts in my head about it. Okay. I don't even have any. I get really nervous if somebody says a team because I'm afraid I'm going to supposed to be able to identify what sport it is. There's too many teams. Too many teams. Too many. Ooh, I want to try this with you. All right. Uh, oh. Winnipeg Jets. What sport? Winnipeg hockey. Very good. Was it Very really? Good. It was. It really was. I can Winnipeg. tell you, New York Jets is football. Yes. Yes. I can tell you, Benny and the Jets, great tune. (laughs) Rock out every time. I can talk about anything involving the late 80s Cleveland Browns, but otherwise, no. Is that a real thing? Well, because I was a kid in Cleveland. Was that Shaker (laughs) Heights? Is that what that was? And there's a couple, like, is Paul Newman from there? He is. Paul Newman and Molly Shannon are the famous Shaker Heightsians. That's a great. And the three of you had a sketch group together when you were yeah. And up. you all developed all good, an amazing salad dressing yeah, in your bathtub. Came out to LA together, and then <laughs> Newman went on to do the whole. Yeah, you, know, you all went your separate ways, but no, you still get together a lot. <laughs> we do, we do. Have a lot of fun. He was focused on popcorn. You guys were like into your comedy. Well, he was such a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Winona Judd. Oh yeah. Also on the program. Terrific. Way and to go, girl. She was in Heather's. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy Hamill. Heard of her? Ice skater. Winona Judd also did um, Super Bad, right? And Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> yeah. What hasn't she done? I mean, that's the thing with Winona. What hasn't she done? Uh, Winona will love it because she always, she likes to be on any roller coaster. I feel like that's her thing. Ups, downs, covers people, lots of eyeliner. Go, girl. This is this is good for her. There you go. Speaking of Winona's writer, which who you worked with? Yes, I yeah. did. The ten in two thousand and six. Um, when I was in high school. Uh, Someone who wrote for the paper who would write these movie reviews that were just ridiculous because she would get names wrong. What was her column She would get things called? wrong. I don't know. She just oh, reviewed these movies. Okay. She reviewed Reality Bites. And she said it starred Winona. She didn't put the last name. <laughs> and she gave it four thumbs up, which I thought was oh. an interesting rating scale. <laughs> glowing review. She had to borrow some thumbs. That's a positive What was the name like of your high school? Uh, Davis High School. How about Davis Flicks Report? Or <laughs> good. The Popcorn Gal. Yeah. Save me an aisle seat. <laughs> Loving this flick. Maybe. Go to this one and get two sodas. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she'd just talk to us, you know? Mm. People feel so isolated in high school. They never get help. They never ask about what their column should be called. And there's help, you know? Look, she had a dream of doing a four-thumb rating scale. <laughs> she achieved it. Way to go, girl. So it happened. Where did you go to high school? I went to Prince George High School. Where's that? Virginia. Oh. Is that like Sleepaway? Sleepaway High School? Yeah. Mm, no. It was a sleepaway. <laughs> it was a sleep at home high school. Okay. And then you go wake up, you take a transportation. Some people have bus, some people go mm-hmm, car, mm-hmm. some people walk. It just depends. And then you But it wasn't like a layaway plan? No, it could. It just depends on your family, right. you know? Copy that. Yeah. <laughs> There's something for everyone. I just want to make sure we're clear. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Right, There's two more. On this oh, cast. God. We're almost done. Uh, Ingo Rademacher. That was my next guest. Mm-hmm. Glad he's Rademacher. there. What a boon. Uh, from General Hospital. They got him. They got him. Somehow they got him. The Finally. Producers, <laughs> they have worked their tutors <laughs> off. And uh, Zendaya Coleman from Disney Channel's show Shake It Up. Yep. 
they got that person too. Wow. I don't even know if it's a man or woman, but it is a celebrity. And wow, <laughs> they are famous. They're so famous. They've got such a fancy. You know, if you're like the professional dancer that gets paired with Zendaya Coleman, you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> really? We'll be short. Why can't I have Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get into any of the, uh, I don't want to call them trashier, but any of these competition shows? I mean, uh, probably a, a more entertaining answer would be yes. Ooh, so you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that here. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Nope. Not in it. Like I, I, I certainly like to consume mindless um, What's entertainment What's of all sorts all the time. Do you like TLC? I well, no. Man with half a body was on. No, last like night. I like to sit on YouTube and I'm like, oh. Uh, maybe I'll watch everything having to do with the band Rush tonight. Okay, yeah. Or I'll be like, oh, let's. I'm so curious about how they make cookies. You're what we call a rabbit holder here. Yeah, I do rabbit holes, long yeah. rabbit holes. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to learn all, a lot more about cookies. But do you ever remember anything that you. Yes, and then I'll, oh no, I spouted out to like, oh, did you know that <laughs> cookies are made in factories and they, it takes a lot more flour than you thought? And my wife wants to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> that was some really impressive Even my, facts uh, my about cookies. My son is five years old and he's bored to tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You should check out TLC's My Strange Addiction, oh, which chronicles people watch. with really weird addictions. Oh, my goodness. Like this 16-year-old girl that eats rubber tire shavings. They should have changed the name of that channel at some point. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Well, they could just change what it stands for at any yeah. point. They do that a lot sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, what was the channel that that happened to several times? What was the one? It had like several. Was it? It was AMC, like, I think. Oh, yeah. They used changed to it to. awful, muddy. It used to be American movie classics. Cougars. Yep. And now it's like American mush mush cookies. company. My favorite <laughs> cookies. Was, my cookies. favorite was when Sci-Fi changed to like S Y F Y. Oh yeah, Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. Which neither of those have Y's. It's not a good I thing know. to do. Like, it's it's your primary programming is like fantasy and sci-fi stuff. Still, sort of. Yeah. So just why move away from sci-fi? No, it's like so it's, much it's a little strange. It's you know so why? Because it's easier to Google. That's probably why. Or maybe they just wanted to call it the Stiffy Channel. Stiffy. Those perms. Stiffy It's It's sexual subliminal suggestion. Like Disney I know does this. all the time. Being in the industry. so much sense. I'll oh, turn yeah. on the, like the 4400 or something on there and I'll just start touching myself. Yeah. Oh, cool. Get didn't your know, hand out of your pants. I didn't know why. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at her squeezy boobs. I can't stop. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Oh, <laughs> all the way home. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, there's this, uh, I don't know if you've seen this spot right now. Um, there's this Galaxy Chocolate ad that Audrey Hepburn is magically on, even though she Oh, they did one, of the, did one of those. Yeah. They, it's, it's the whole thing is though. like she's like in this bus. It's like in Rome, I think. It's kind mm-hmm. of playing off a of Rome holiday or whatever. And this guy pulls up in a car and she gets off the bus and gets into his car, t- takes the bus driver's cap and puts it on him. And it's this thing. But it's like rendered where her face is on somebody else's body and it looks like. You know, sixties Audrey. So That's creepy. nutty. I mean, I'm sort of interested in like the seeing the novelty of that, but it just feels terrible to me that this poor dead person can't vote. Can't not do that. <laughs> I know. She can't not do. She it. can't pass on these things. And also, the estate is like, you know, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, she. What is she known for? We need to get her back in the public eye. Like, she's Audrey Hepburn. Lay off. Or maybe this was like her pet project that she was trying to get greenlit for years before she died. Nobody believed in it. I really want to do this commercial for chocolates. (laughs) Like, finally, posthumously, (laughs) she got it done. Go, girl. You know what? You're right. This is a message about female empowerment. And I think if you start dissing it, then, well, then you're just dissing the entire female gender. And I'm going to diss them back. You know, they say that there's not a lot of roles for older women in Hollywood. That's true. 
Yeah, That's now there true. and now there is nailed this one. Mm. But yeah, it is but, weird to me. It's I like, mean, yes, there, Susan Sarandon in White Palace. Okay, <laughs> okay. But fine. other than that, <laughs> Maggie Smith, fine, fine, fine. There's exceptions to everything. That's true, Meryl. Ugh. But yeah, well, and a. I mean, Cher was in <laughs> Suspect and Moonstruck, so okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, there's loopholes, Audrey. <laughs> loopholes but still, I get it. Guys. I get it. I get where she's coming the from. The point is made. Snaps to her. The point is taken. <laughs> it's just got to be like it, it was. You know, I couldn't not watch it when I found it online because I was like, I got it. Then the technology is neat. Yeah, but it is just it's just a little. I mean, disturbing. I hate to bring it back to Twilight, but it's Renesmee all over again. Oh no, it Who's is not. Stop taking things back to Twilight. <laughs> okay, you've got to stop doing that. It's been two days. Listen, it's just fresh on my mind. I'm sorry, I watched it, but I can't unwatch it. <laughs> Moving on. I can't watch the movies because they don't. Um, I prefer to read the books. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was with you on that note. Uh, Do you guys? We'll just one last thing on this. Do you guys cool. see about uh, Justin Bieber's terrible birthday? Oh, yeah. don't get please. I, I really Bieber. did not hear anything about this. And what? Terrible, no good, very bad, awful, horrible birthday. So it was his birthday, and was it in Vegas? Where was it? Was, it was in London, I think. Was he eleven? He's turning twelve. <laughs> Thank you. He's How old is he really? I, I think he. I don't know. Nineteen. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, so just because I'm, I'm a, consider me I representation do. of part of the audience that's a little bit less pop culturally literate. Like you just watched Never Say Never, even though it came out two years ago. Never Say Never Again, the Sean Connery film. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Justin Bieber. Okay. All right, so Justin Bieber. So he's like nineteen, 19 years singer. old. I know who he is. Okay. I know. That he's a pop Purple singer. hoodie. The he whole had thing. a birthday. He had a birthday. He's having this big party. He was walking around shirtless. Um, but no, that was when it got bad. He wasn't walking around shirtless before. That was him at his low point. Right. Anyway, he goes to a club. He's bringing his good friends, including Jaden Smith, who's who like, like 15. Yeah. And they won't let him in Will the nightclub. Will Smith's daughter. The other one. Uh, Bob Smith's daughter. Yep. Okay. Uh, so they're going in, <laughs> and they won't boy. they won't let him in the club because the little boy is a little boy, and he should not go in a nightclub, no. even though Justin Bieber had rented it out or paid something. Right. And so they they storm away because they won't let underage people in this club. Justin and Bieber would be underage as well. Not there. Oh. Uh huh. Oh, where are they? Across the pond. It's in London. Yeah. Ah, London. London Tan. Um, okay. And then he tweeted the saddest tweet, all caps. Worst birthday, period. Oh. And then his shirt ends up off. He's raging through the streets of London. I mean, it's like my worst birthday, too, except for I guess I was more like alone and throwing up. But um, I'll tell you, Jaden Smith did not get into my birthday party either. Really? So. Did you give him a wristband? Did you must have been, must try have to pay been something bad. off? I just never even heard of the <laughs> guy, girl. I, poor poor Jaden just can't get into anybody's party. That's so sad. Well, just, Life has just dealt him a rough The list hand. of parties that Jaden Smith did not go to could fill an entire list. It could give you a stiffy. I see he uh, he wasn't at, he wasn't at Altamont. He didn't get to see this. He was not at Altamont. There. He was not at Woodstock. No, nope. nope. he was not at the Us Festival. Oh, this is just making me sad. <laughs> he was guys. not at Lollapalooza. Never he was not Bonnaroo. at Bonnaroo. Not I mean, this is Bonnaroo. crazy. He wasn't at the Last Waltz, the band's last performance at Winterland Ballroom in San Francisco. He no. wasn't there. Jaden, Jaden, Jaden. Oh, I hope life turns around for you, little buddy. He wasn't at any of the inaugurals, as far as I know. None. No, no, Zip. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, what a I don't even know about Clinton's. Super Bowls, but maybe he was at some of those. What a poor sap. Yeah. It's tough. Hard out here. <laughs> I'm eating a... This is a corn chip. It sounds delicious. Remember they had the commercial? They, you know, there's an article that came out about how they engineer food based on the sound as well as, as, well as the oh, taste. Oh, really? Yeah. 
What What's the most? Is it louder or quieter is better? Oh, I don't know. Because remember when those Sun Chips bags came out that were biodegradable, but then everyone was like, they're too loud. And so they took them off the market because um, the bag was too loud? That's sh- a real thing. I'm going to say, you, you asked me a question. Do I remember? No. <laughs> you were so honest. And you know what? That's refreshing. You know, to be honest is to be true. <laughs> and to be true? Well, I've got a stiffy again. Yeah. So you do the math. Have America. you ever been in a, a test market for a food or a product thing that never rolled out, but you got to like try it for a little bit and then wonder where it I went? I did do that one time really? a long time ago. Wait, how is this what you guys have in common, but we don't have Well, James I mean, Smith I think if you've been to a mall... At some point, someone's going to grab you and say, hey, look at this. What do you think? We'll either do that like that or you can be in a focus group for it. Or sometimes they'll actually roll it out in a certain area. So, so like it'll try? be in stores in a certain area right, for right. like a week or two and then or a month. Uh, I, I remember they actually rolled it out. Pepsi had this thing called Wild, uh, wild Child. No, Tropical Chill. Tropical Chill Pepsi was out this one summer. Probably summer. not Wild Child. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pepsi Wild Child. Uh, Tropical Chill Pepsi was out this summer of Woodstock Copyrighted. 94. Was Woodstock 94 was that yeah. summer. Because they did a couple of commercials like tied with that. But the Tropical Chill Pepsi tasted like kind of bubble gum. It had a bubble gum aftertaste to it. Because mm. I remember I bought a six-pack of Tropical Chill on. Pepsi. <laughs> And watched Arachnophobia on VHS for the first time. You it were, just come out. You were a Pepsi wild child. Or <laughs> another word is loser. That's true. <laughs> I said by myself. We've all been there. We've all been there. Wait, so what were you tested for? I think it was some kind of radio thing. I was I was very young and I remember going was to the mall an alien and they were like, "Do you want to come into this special room and like look at this new product?" <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it wasn't that at all. I think it was an alien. It was a white program. van. Maybe it was a Scientology <laughs> thing. I don't know. Um, but uh, no, I don't really remember. So no story there. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I'm glad we got out of this. Get out, get out. Get out. Cole, this is what you do. Quick run. What? Me bringing up Tropical Chill Pepsi? No, you always just get me out of things. Can I have dessert? <laughs> I do have some dark chocolate uh, yeah. delicious Thanks. things. Thanks. Should I get them? Well, I don't want to stop the podcast. No, Cole, you start talking about his career or something. All right. <laughs> wow. I mean, she's. We could just explain to everyone what's happening. She ran into the beautiful yellow kitchen. She did, and now she's walking across the kitchen to the counter. I mean, this is exciting stuff, guys. It's happening. It's all happening. You know, I drove here in a car. <laughs> Have you had I don't know. Oh. <gasps> Ooh, there you go. Dark chocolate, Trader Joe's crisps. Oh, I have. These are incredible. I love. Thank them. you. There you go. All right. <sighs> Okay. All right, you're back? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, good. Buckled in? Yep. All right, well, let's talk Get about it. some of this stuff, let's shall we? Let's talk about it. Let's do this. Which one do we start with? I don't know. Are you so used to people starting with what, Hot American Summer? And the, then you... what, uh, listen, I'm here to have fun with okay. you guys. Whatever you want. Like You drive, and I'll sit in the passenger seat and kind of well, just like, talk about put my, my tongue out the window. Again, because that's what <laughs> I like. Well, um, here's something we can talk about, because this is brand new. Oh. Uh, Newsreaders mm. is coming out. That's right. Uh, which is a spinoff of Children's Hospital. Yes. Starring our good friend Mather Zickel. He was on episode Love like eight of the podcast, yeah. I want to say. What episode is this? Uh, 108. So you're 100 later. Oh, congrats. No way. Yeah. 108. That's yeah. exciting. I mean, you've been listening for the past 10 years. We, we don't do that many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we space them um, Yeah, Newsreaders is on every Thursday night on Adult Swim at midnight. So exciting. Very exciting. Woo. It's a, like a news show, like 2020 or, or 60 Minutes, but it's all fake and funny. Well, some of my favorite Children's Hospitals episodes are the ones where it goes behind the scenes right. uh, with Mather interviewing everybody as their alter egos. 
Um, and this is a spinoff of that, just not about the behind the scenes of Children's Hospital, but just about other things. Right. I auditioned for Newsreaders. I just remembered. But it was, I didn't get it, you guys. It's not your fault. I would have I, given it to you. Thank you so much. I just remember I had to um, scream a lot in the audition. I don't even remember what it was for. I don't know. A screaming lady part. I wasn't in the room that day. And if I, would, if I had been, I would have said, give it to her. Squeezy yeah, because I really, I really <laughs> owned it. Yeah, well. It was one of those casting studios. Squeezy boobs. You know, it's about making space your own. You're, you're right. And I did. I put up a vase. <laughs> I hung some of my favorite inspirational sayings. Um, no, that's all. Moving on. I just had the flashback because it was really awkward. It was a, you know how a lot of casting studios have like thinner walls than you would ever think is humanly possible? <coughs> I was just in one today, in fact. Really? Was it well, like We were that? doing some casting for something. You know, I'm a work in filmmaking and oh, wow. so, so, so forth. You're and in the industry. There was this, um, we're a group of producers and stuff in the room and we're casting roles. And I realized only in the end of the day how totally thin the wall was and everyone waiting was right on the other side of that yeah. wall. And we're like, no, that guy sucked. Don't bring him back. And then you realize, anyway. No, it was it was one of those. Uh, there's one studio that has like the thinnest walls. That I think they're not even real walls. Like they're just projected. Yeah. Casting, uh, wall, uh, casting offices and therapist office tend to have those kinds yeah. of walls. They're like, these people don't need to be protected. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And dentist's office too, I find. So you can hear the drill going. Oh. Yeah. Whatever's yeah. happening in the other room. Are you afraid of dentists? No, but it's not the best noise to hear. Have okay, you great. ever screwed someone on a dental chair? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. My insurance company. <laughs> oh. I didn't know it was going to get political oh. here. Wow. More insurance humor. Get into the issues. Well, here. here's some insurance humor. It's not even funny. Some of our listeners know. I've been having a rough time lately. I'll just say that. Then I go to the Target today to get a prescription film for Lunesta because I'm not sleeping at all. Sorry. The green butterfly is tempting me. And guess how much it costs with insurance covering it. My insurance covers it. $217 for one month. Bottles of wine are way cheaper. <laughs> Moving on. Right. That's right. Wet hot American summer. Lunestra has like, I mean, all those commercials, whenever I watch them, so it's like, oh, it has a long list. And then like the second half of the commercials, all of the terrible things that could happen. Well, you, you know, you're Lunesta. in a bad place when you're listening to that list and you're like, meh, could be worth it. <laughs> it's like uh, stomach thoughts of bleeding. suicide. Rectal bleeding. Vietnam flashbacks. Phantom <laughs> limbs. Why don't you just call me and I'll tell you some of my stories and you'll go right to sleep. Aww. <laughs> hey, yo. Been looking for something to scratch that itch. There it is. But going back to newsreaders. Oh, sorry. Hospital real quickly. Yes. So like those being 15-minute episodes, it's a different kind of time frame that you're writing and, and creating for. What's it like working in like kind of the bite size? I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, I've always worked largely in that format. I mean, from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. always making little skits with my friends and then, excuse me, and then MTV, we did the show The State and that was little two, one to two minute bits yeah. all the time or even shorter. And so the short form has always been, I always and wainy like days. shorts, wainy days, yeah. webisodes. Yeah. So then to do uh, children's hospital is almost more like stretching my wings and you know, having more <laughs> elbow room in an episode, but what I love about Children's Hospital is we do it in the format, very, very much the format and the number of scenes and the amount of story that you would put in an hour-long medical show. And then we just condense it and squeeze it into a quarter of an hour. Oh, nice. 
Have you guys, like, how many things can you film at once? Do you ever feel, feel overwhelmed of, like, we like got to get... I have one camera in each hand. Yes, exactly. And I'm, like, in two separate but rooms. But you're hungry. And how are you going like, to eat? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Because you've got these cameras. Uh, no, what's the question? The question was just, uh, so when you're working in a condensed film format and you want to get as much out of it as you can, yeah. like, do you ever feel like you guys are pushing it too hard or does it... Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, it's hard... Uh, and don't totally understand the question, but yes. I don't think I totally understand it. We're, we're always... It's always... We're trying so hard to squeeze so much into the 11 minutes all the time. And we, in, edit, in writing and in shooting and in editing, we're always hitting that wall. But it sort of is a good discipline. It's like we have that palette that we can't leave. You know? And I know with some of your other movies, you've had like way more footage than ends up being in the movie. Like you could have gone a lot of different directions. Yeah, like sometimes for so occasionally like we'll have a scene, like say it's a dinner scene, like we're sitting at this mm-hmm. table. And then we'll have somebody say their line like, oh, hello, how are you? We'll do it two or three times. What? And then so, like, so, like say three takes of the thing. Oh my god! And then two of them don't even make it into the movie. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? That's just cutting room floor. The, just like ends up right on the cutting room floor. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you definitely it's a very unique that system. That is a shame. It's a totally that is a unusual. Shum. <laughs> shum and a half. <laughs> well, I know that like on the like the Blu-ray for Wonderless, for example, has like a whole alternate. Yes, cut. that has the Bizarro cut. Right. Because uh, there's a lot of I mean obviously improv on that movie. Um, the, the, that uh, Bizarro cut is also available as its own download, I think, on iTunes or Amazon or something. But basically, yeah, we we did a version of the movie that is a whole a whole cut of Waterlust that includes no footage from the actual movie. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's sort of weird. <laughs> it's weird. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, that's weird. But. Um, if you haven't seen Wanderlust, you should. You should. It's great, and yeah. it's been on HBO a lot recently, and people are now finally discovering it. And being like, oh my god, that was really funny. It is so funny. Uh, John and I just watched it again last night and oh watched god. the ten, and oh my god, so much funny, wonderful things. Thank you. How did you go? I mean, that okay for a long, very, very long time. Like I'm sure everyone else that ever talks to you, Wet Hot American Summer has been one of my favorite movies. Thank you. Um, and I also have had a lot of weird camp experiences, and it really where'd you go to camp? Speaks to that Camp Tall Timbers in West Virginia. Sure, sure. Yeah, you've heard of it. No, uh, maybe your tribute band played there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> what? Creepy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but I love. I felt like with Wonderlust, you bridged it into something that um, is like a little more accessible to a wider group of people. Maybe it's just because Jennifer Aniston's in it. I yeah, don't know. well, that was the hope anyway. Yeah, um, it didn't do very well in the movies theaters um but Time to change the for theaters. for who knows what number of factors yeah. reasons but yes that was we thought that yeah <laughs> um, well i mean it feels like it watching it because the sensibility is still spot on but you've got i mean it's a little glossier you know yeah it was definitely way more expensive yeah oh that's why <laughs> does that movie also have things like that you'd have people say the, the lines more than once yeah we did that thing wow. we, did, we did that sort of patented practice that i I think That's we came up with that. Wayneisms. I, I think I invented this Waning idea where it. you do it multiple times uh, and then you pick <laughs> the one you want. Later? <laughs> Later. Oh, okay. Um, You're good at it. I know that. I think Orson Welles had experimented with that. For, right. A little bit. He just I never sort of figured took it the out, I guess. He never, he never quite cracked it. <laughs> Orson's so dumb. <laughs> well, I, I definitely, I mean, I saw it opening weekend when Wonderless came out and I liked it a lot. And then I, when it came out on Blu-ray, I took it home and showed it to my parents because, you know, you had the bridging the gap of like, you guys like Alan Alda. Right. Here right. we go. <laughs> and they really dug it. So oh, that's cool. Kudos to you. Yeah. I was surprised the number of adults or parent types that were into it. That was really cool. 
particularly love the, I mean, I'm sure everybody points this out, the Paul Rudd in the, in the mirror, mirror sequence. Which yeah. Is, you are very good at getting Paul Rudd to tap into the most repulsive side of himself. <laughs> so How do you take him there? That one really was, I mean, we had a little bit of a script of that, but pretty much we were like, okay, Paul. Go ahead. And he just, we're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? That was the first day of the shoot. The, oh, like was basically it really? the first scene, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. my gosh. And we were just like, okay, wow, if this is the way this is going, it could be kind of interesting. <laughs> A peek inside that sweet little face's head. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I'm just amazed that he got through. I mean, it's a fairly long take that you used. Um, yeah. I'm just amazed that he was able to like not laugh at himself. And keep thinking of it. worse things to say. <laughs> well, he's really good at keeping his cool composure and not laughing but then when he does he really can't stop do who was the worst on that set for just like losing it you know there was a lot of you know the the cast is a very contained group it was like eight people that were the entire movie you know and we were there on that house for about seven weeks straight of shooting just those actors and nobody else so there's a lot of like bonding and laughing and i know that Catherine hahn really basically couldn't barely get through anything She's so that. funny and everybody was you know it was a lot of laughing it was oh fun. and lauren ambrose was so great and i I love her and everything she does. But she's incredible. I mean, she's the best. Like she's truly falling incredible. in love with her and six feet under, and then just keep seeing her and things. And I know. And her doing that character was like something she hasn't done at all, at I all. I know, and, and she was so, so good funny at it. and so bizarre. I hope to always work with her. Oh yeah. Well, that, maybe that, maybe whole, kiss her. I yeah, don't I don't know. I mean, that <laughs> can happen. happen. You can do one of the takes. No kiss. Another take. I did. Kiss. I did work with her for like a second again in the, the movie Sleepwalk with Me. <gasps> great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Just go Mike for Big Lead. I just watched it like two weeks weeks ago. So good. Streamed it on the Netflix. Go Netflix. But everybody in Wonderless is great. Jordan Peele cracks me up and everything. The greatest. That he does. Just such, it's, I'll see movies that like, if you put a certain cast of people together, it's like, I don't care what happens in this movie. I just want to see these people goof off in front of a camera. I mean, Um, was that experience akin to what happened with Wet Hot? Because again, it's a It felt that way. Yeah. There was a lot of talk. Well, you know, it was a a lot of the same cast as Wet Hot. A lot of the same people that were around during wet hot and we were out in the country we were out on location and so yeah. yeah there was certain feeling like oh this is like that again except that everyone's like 40 now <laughs> and so or more and so it was you know a lot of the cast members of wanderlust are like with kids and married and yeah. stuff but not for that period of time it was just like crazy you know like not not like screwing each other, but just like a lot of partying and being <laughs> free and running around. For them, for me, I was like sitting and rewriting the script every night. Oh, that sounds fun too. It wasn't that fun. Okay. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> no, no, no. I hated it. I hated well, with it. Wet, Wet Hot, we're like over, that was over 10 years ago. Yeah. And um, has the, the, like the real lasting effect and the, the cultness, I guess you'd call that thing, then been surprising to you? Um, I mean, I couldn't possibly have anticipated the level of longevity and passion yeah. uh, among people that it has engendered. So yeah, I can't, I can't believe it. it's amazing. Um, I knew, I mean, I always feel like what we're doing is special, I guess. Yeah. I saw it, but this, yeah, it, it, that was my first sort of real experience, even on a professional set of all, of any kind. <laughs> and I was, Definitely, it felt like we were doing something cool for sure. And people, everyone who was in it and making it, were really excited about it. And I was excited about it. So, but um, you know, it barely got released. And then when it, yeah. and then it barely made any. You know, I think it grossed under three hundred thousand dollars in theaters. And so, no, we didn't think it would just 
keep going and going. It and has going. taken on a total life of its own. It's pretty awesome. And it's so, I mean, it's the kind of thing where when my Camp Tall Timbers alum, uh, but it's like we all thought we had the craziest camp experience. And I think that's the way everybody that goes to summer camp feels. Right. It's like a very magical, surreal time. And the counselors are like fucked up teenagers that are, should not be in charge of people. Well, that's what, you know, a lot of what I thought about in making that movie is that I was 16 when I was a junior counselor. I had no business at all being <laughs> responsible, even in the slightest way, for anybody. It was crazy, and my kids were fifteen. Actually, my oh my campers, gosh, one of whom is now the owner and director of that of that camp. Whoa. But oh, well. it was so ridiculous. And as a counselor, all I did was either hang around, sleep, and run around and chase girls and hang out with my friends. Yeah, I never. I, my my kids were like, we don't want to play soccer. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know? go have <laughs> have a summer, whatever. I don't care. Around. Do whatever you want. I mean, I was in a, co- a cabin with eight year old girls, and I rem- like we you were just waiting for your one night off where you would go to town, and it is like that surreal. Yeah. Like, how much can you drink? How horrible can you be to yourself? I woke up naked in the woods, right? And then like, there's eight year old girls that need someone to watch them. I'm supposed to be doing that. What? going on it was nuts and then of course like you had to do you had to really fuck up to get fired yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's like cause where, where are they going to get somebody midsummer to cut like nope. it was right. just really funny <laughs> But I love that that the the movie really taps into like the way it feels so surreal, and then you have the best cast ever. And uh, yeah, it was a true you know one of those meetings of the stars. And yeah. it, was, it was very exciting. And the the going to town sequence, just, <laughs> yeah. especially just like to me that the thing I laugh at most in the entire movie is when you hey guys wait up just standing against the wall. Oh yeah, that just makes me laugh harder than anything else. I don't know why it just kills me every time I see it. There's so many things. I mean, things like that that were just like, why not just do that? Like it was like they, they didn't know where to go because I had didn't know how to stage a scene. <laughs> and I was like, well, then just do that. <laughs> there you go. Um, but um, the going to town sequence was something we couldn't figure out how to do because we didn't have the budget or time to shoot it, and so we only had like a three hour block, and we just said, okay, just go in a van, don't get any permits, just run around and shoot for, and then come back with whatever you've got. And that's all. And then became the most legendary sequence in all the comics. There it is. As Orson Welles said, it was oh, tremendous. Well, he was a friend, so if <laughs> you could a just, good guy. I mean, I know we're having fun. It's a podcast. I'm sorry. I should have taken just, it there. Just yeah. cool it. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. Well, cool. last year at, at SF Sketchfest, we did the live radio play version of This what must I, come up, this whole Sketchfest thing. Oh, constantly. Yeah, constantly. Uh, you have no idea. Oh, I <laughs> feel for you. I Thank feel you. for you. you. But that show, like, you know, we've done this for like 12 years now. Like that, that show honestly was like... Like probably the our favorite thing that we've done in the oh. festival. It was it was super fun, pretty amazing. Because uh, the majority of the cast was there, and those who couldn't make it, we just had unannounced like celeb stand-ins do it. So like it was Winona? pretty insane. Like Judd, Winona Judd, Winona Judd, Judd Apatow, and Winona Ryder were all oh, there. That's my dream team. Yep, and Mitch Ryder. That's what we call <laughs> the Holy Trinity plus one. Keep going. I don't know what she said, but I loved it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was awesome fun. So thanks for doing that at the fest. It was killer. Um, and You're welcome. You guys come back um, in some way, shape, or form. The San Francisco Sketch Fest is like the cool part of the year. It's the best thing. So We're much lifting fun. that out of the podcast. Cole's going to put it on his oh website. Oh God, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously, I'll have a whole like army of lawyers on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nice guy, but hey, you you know how to use the industry. 
No, this past year was great. Awesome. You guys did a, 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 a new staging of sex, a.k.a. wieners and boobs. Yes, <laughs> that, we, that we did not have any planning for until like an hour before. <laughs> we read it off teleprompters. That's kind of awesome. Which is awesome. Did you guys really have teleprompters? They really did. Yeah. We, uh, did you bring your own? <clears throat> no, I just made up you know, a black and white PDF of the script. And we had a guy backstage just scrolling it up on computer monitors in front. You, sir. <coughs> it actually worked. You got a noggin on you. And we did this entire full state. We were going to, we were like, okay, we, you know, we're all coming from New York and LA and whatever. And there's no chance we're going to rehearse this. So I'm like, we'll just do a reading. We'll sit on stools and like read it out loud. And we're like, no, oh, screw it. Let's just do a full staging with costumes and props and the oh, entire I thing. I love it. But without rehearsing and read it off the teleprompter. <laughs> I feel like that's how the magic happens, right? It was fun. There you go. And the original, you wrote the play originally for was, was it like a little playwright festival. Is that it was what? a play, it was a new plays festival that that one of the plays like fell apart four days before, and so they asked us to fill in with a comedy night. But instead, we decided to write a play, and so <laughs> oh, that that was in nineteen ninety eight. Yes, I'm forty three. <laughs> <laughs> and it even includes like a scene from Glengarry. Yes, Glenn there Ross is a it. scene from Glengarry. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I wish yeah. I could have been there. It's pretty. Right. Maybe next year. Maybe next year you'll be invited. Oh, okay. Well, well, maybe not. I'm the Jaden Smith. I'm the Jaden I Smith. I mean, <laughs> you were at the festival that same weekend. You just came like a day later. Oh, yeah. I got a speeding ticket. Yep. Oh, well. Moving on. <laughs> Couldn't go fast Moving enough. on. Maybe a few less Lunesta. <laughs> <laughs> the green butterfly. Where are you going? Where are you uh, going? I have to mention role models, which oh, so I good. really was waiting for this. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. I was like, what happened? Boom. What happened? Did they not see role not models? See uh, that was one of my favorite comedies that year that it came out. Um, I've Thank you. seen it many times. Uh, and it holds up. My question is, so uh, how much research did you do into LARPing and that whole thing? Well, I, I will concede that the biggest research was this great do- uh, documentary called Darkon about a group in Baltimore that does a, a, a version of LARPing that we largely lifted nice. um, to, to make role models. But we did do a... a fair amount of other research as well. Like I went to some places around California where they did it and just like soaked it in a little bit and asked questions. And then we did have a consultant who was this weird, uh, lady who was on set with us and nice. she, um, she was actually great. And she, uh, you know, said like that might work or that wouldn't happen. And, you know. <laughs> did you hire any actual LARPers for extras in those scenes? Yeah. A ton. Yeah. And they brought and they sometimes brought their own costumes and props and stuff. But and there's awesome. a there's a company that makes the foam swords and shields and stuff for the those you know, and we hired them to do that stuff and it was the LARP community was definitely involved. Awesome. In a real way. I Jolo in that movie just killed By the me. way, LARP is live action role play. It is for those who well, are they're listening. gonna change it. They are going to change it. <laughs> going the way of AMC. Huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> you get to Siffy. I don't know why. Um, yeah, but Joe Luchulio in that movie. Um, Incredible. Everything he says. Joe Luchulio in anything. Yeah. Constantly is perfect. Oh. Yeah. What but, episode was he? He was about 100 ago, too. Yeah, something like that. He was a while back. <laughs> Took uh, a while to get around to me. Yeah. Weird. Well, no, he's been very weird. busy. He's been very York, busy. Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> but if you watch the outtakes from that movie, it's a lot of Joe Luchulio saying stuff and then Paul just... Paul right. Rudd is losing it. There's some great outtakes from our show, Stella, that we did in 2005, where Paul and, and Joe are 
um, can't not keep it together because of Joe being so funny. <laughs> it's a curse. It's a burden. Like what was it? Rub-a-dub-dub that really got <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, oh my God, that was a really funny day. Have you ever ruined takes? All the time. Oh, really? Do I ruin takes? Yeah. Oh, as a director? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm ever in front of the camera, I'm constantly can't keep it together. In fact, if you watch our old uh, Stella shorts uh, on Vimeo, you will see that I'm there. There are whole scenes where I'm just like have my head buried in my hands, like and facing away from the camera, just to not ruin the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's three of us, and I'm just like, oh, I gotta you know, go. <laughs> and I'm trying to just yeah. So you went you went to Tisch, uh, the Tisch School of the Arts, yes, oh. in New York City. I thought it was a hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> Tish really did a great job. Yeah. Um, I used to try to look. go into like the hip clubs in Manhattan and be like, oh, Tish film, and they didn't care. You know? <laughs> so you always had filmmaking on your mind. Like Even when you were starting into uh, the state and stuff, I guess you and Michael Patrick Jan directed um, pretty much everything. Yeah, well, we had the group, we were in this, this sketch group, which was half film students and half acting students at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. Okay, we get it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bachelor of Fine Arts degree. It's not a big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, I was in. I was doing running around with the camera from when I was like ten, eleven years old. And um, but I didn't really know that that's what I wanted to do as for a profession until I really went to NYU just because I wanted to be in New York. And then NYU is a very vocational school. You can't just like go and then pick a major. You have to like yeah. become a film student. And so that's how I sort of became defined in my own life as a filmmaker. Had you been making little comedy Literally shorts as a kid? Asleep as I say this stuff. Or no. what kind of stuff had you been making? You say you've been running around with the camera. Like, oh, what was well, um, you can see something I did when I was eight on the internet, um, on YouTube. It's um, my tour of Shaker Heights. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But then when I was like 12, I started, you know, I think we got a, like a very old fashioned, um, you know, primitive video camera. And my friends and I made all these shows. One was called Fight on Hollywood Boulevard, which was like, you know, LA gangs fighting against each other. We knew nothing about any of this, but it was just like, and you know, just anything you can think of skits and shows, yeah. and just like kids do, you know? Yeah. But it was definitely decades before YouTube and all that. Oh, that must have been hard. It is, it is interesting to think about like how different, like if the state had existed oh, yeah. in the YouTube generation yeah. now, like what well, would have happened? I just think. I do think about that sometimes because I know that it wouldn't have happened. It would just, it was a whole different, like there was so few people doing what we were doing. It was now there's billions, like it's a totally different landscape. There's it's, it's like apples and oranges, but still the work ethic and the, the quality, I think who knows what would have happened. I mean, there's who still, knows, but yeah. yeah, but I mean like there was no UCB theater. There right. was like, there was, there's so many, there's such a, a, structure for all yeah, the there's stuff like now. pipelines and breeding grounds now yeah. that i guess didn't really used to be in place there really wasn't yeah uh, not that i knew not that we we certainly had nothing to do with anything you know we we also were outside of any scene or like you know there was no second city in new york there was nothing did you have a bunch of people that that started following you guys that were comedy fans like was there that culture at nyu then or did you just kind of create it from your friends yeah not really i yeah. mean we had you know, as the sketch group became more popular, more people came to see it right. regularly. But it wasn't there wasn't like a scene. a community to tap into. No, there yeah. was no other sketch groups or anything that yeah. we knew about. We didn't know. We didn't have colleagues like now. There's this community. Like it's incredible. The yeah. the the comedy the comedy community in this country is incredible, and it it 
gathers every year in San Francisco and it gathers in various times right. and places. And it's really like everybody's friends and even the ones you don't know are friends. Like right. it's just, it's really beautiful. And, and maybe it existed then, but I was 18. I don't know. I don't know that it did. I don't think because it, it's so yeah. stand up oriented and that's yeah. different. You know, I think sure. all the things um, that are tying comics together now with the internet and these forums and podcasts, even like you get to hear your favorite comics, like just talk about their life and things all the like time, that. Yeah. yeah. So it really has the, a huge sense of community. Well, I think podcasts is a huge thing. And also just, there's just so many more outlets for yeah. so many. I mean, there's just, there's so many channels. There's so many internet. There's just so much. Yeah, and I mean, even like with what um, newsreaders and what Adult Swim is doing of just like yeah. taking alternative comedy and giving it a home. Yeah. And there's enough stuff to give plenty of it home. Like, there's it's, no shortage. Oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just, there's so much cross pollination now, too. Like, you know, everybody has their, like, you know, Christopher Guest has his group of players that he mm-hmm. uses a lot. Then you guys have, you know, the state and all the people that you use. But, like, there's a lot of crossover now that people yeah. kind of go oh, into yeah. stuff. And then, oh, so and so's now working with so and so. And it's and a trip. every and so often now there's, like, a chart that someone puts out, and Paul Shear is usually right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some like, Venn diagram. Yeah. There it is. Well, this sort of ties into the first question, which I guess I'll go ahead and do. We do a different first question every podcast. Uh, the one we're going to do for this Boy, one that was is, a long build-up to the first question. I know, right? <laughs> uh, the rest of it was just really foreplay. It's like a five-hour. Th- <laughs> <laughs> now the second so, question. I put another coin in the meter? <laughs> I have another chocolate chip. So for, the, for this first question, it's a different first in life. Uh, what was the first podcast you ever listened to, and what did you initially think? You can remember. Oh, my goodness. That's a great question. Shit. Because I really am a big podcast listener and fan. Oh, I think it, I think it might have been Mac Power Users. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answer. I, yeah, I think it might have been because I just was like, "What do I? What am I interested in? I think Mac. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a geek." <laughs> um, and what was the second part of the question? Uh, what did you initially think of it? Oh, I thought, oh, that's interesting. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I think that, and then I, I think I, re- and I realized you can download like NPR. And so I, yeah. I started listening to This American Life and stuff like that. Sweet. But I, uh, yeah, fascinating, right? I think, no, I think I have, um, I also started listening to There's nothing to like NPR when you're stuff. being interviewed and you answer the question and they're like, oh, cool, cool. Okay, cool. great. Great. Mac power users, no, me okay. too. Um, so, um, Let's see. What else do I have on my paper here? (laughs) (laughs) It's fun when you're... It's just I had all these PC questions lined up. Oh, yeah. We didn't know you were a Mac guy. If you're... Sometimes we're a tour with uh, Stella or wherever, you know, you get interviewed from time to time. And the... the, It might be like the kid from the the local paper or the school paper and they're just so unaware of any any idea of how to do it. And they'll be like, look at their, they'll be like, as if they didn't even write, it looks like they didn't even write the, all the questions on one page. They're like flipping through their notebook, looking for the next question. <laughs> it's like, um, so what did you, uh, how did, like, what do you think about, um, comedy? Do you do, do, you do the <laughs> lines three like, times or one <laughs> right. time? You give an answer and then they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, flip, 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 flip. I thought you would like help me tell, say the next question. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. What's up? Uh, no, no, no. That was great. No, that was great. That was yeah, great. Yeah, that was so great. About the Mac. Thing. Cool, cool. Um, <laughs> I've since been on Mac Power Users. Oh, yeah? And it was like total, like being starstruck. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was like, you know, watching um, SNL your whole life and then suddenly you're hosting it. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're a lucky guy, buddy. Oh my god. I've listen, I've lived the dream. I can go now. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> take me. Take me. So for you, Vanessa, what was yours? Uh mine was I also don't really have a I mean, not. I don't. I was going to say I don't really have a great answer. Your answer was great, but I don't have a very. I don't have a first crystal clear memory of like this podcast changed me. I started um, listening to NPR stuff when I figured out you could do that, and then I think the first podcast, like comedy podcast, I listened to was WTF, and I got really excited just because I wasn't expecting people to be so candid, Um, and it was. It was just really, yeah, it was so well, exciting. I mean, that one's a home run. I mean, it's incredible. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like everyone, it's, it's one of those things where you, you start out having respect for everybody, you know, that you're going to listen to an episode of, and then they become so human and so raw every time. And, and, and the people that you've never heard of are often the best ones. Yeah. But all, what's also amazing is for, for those of us in the community, like you realize how many people you know and have known maybe for years and years, but you've never actually sat down and heard yeah. their story or like heard who they are. Really. And what makes yeah. them tick. And then it's, yeah, yeah, it's really a bizarre, it feels so private. And, um, it's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that one kind of blew my mind. I remember the first, I do remember the first time I listened to it. I was at the gym and I just thought I would put it on. You like doing reps or? I was doing lots of reps. I was juicing my pecs. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, I walked, I had to walk outside. Um, squishy, squishy pecs. I want to be squishier. And that's a hard thing to find an exercise for, but believe it or not, I've found That's it. why you need to use a different kind of juice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Call me. I'll send you some packets. Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can order stuff too if you have URLs. Um, yeah, I'll throw you some URLs. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I just, I remember I had to leave the gym and I just sat on a bench outside because it was like, oh, I thought this was just going to be funny stuff to listen to. Um, and it was so not. So, yeah. Do you have a good memory, Cole, to take us I think I'm pretty sure my first was never not funny. Yeah. Because I knew part of from the festival and I always mm-hmm. thought he was great. And then he, had, one of the first people I knew who had a podcast. And um, I listened to that and I thought it was. Really great. Consuming yeah. part is so quick and so fast and and goofy and fun that I yeah, I really I definitely dug yeah. it. Plus, like for me, it's like when I, when I do try to get to the gym and work out, like I I have a hard time. Like in general, like exercise for me is like if it's competitive and it's sport, I like it because I'm more invested in it. I have a hard time just like I'm just doing this like to stay for in me. shape. And, and yeah. yeah. So if I'm on a treadmill, it's like just listening to music doesn't quite do it. I have to engage my brain somehow. And yeah. podcasts are a good way to be like get involved in a conversation. Then oh, that 25 minutes flew right. by because I was listening to the podcast. Whereas I'm a little bored. Or Radiohead or whatever one mm-hmm. trying to run. Run outside. There you outside? go. Outside? What's yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Give yourself a loop, man. Because then you can't you can't get out of it. That That's is the it. Thing. That's right. Yeah. No and loop. treadmill is just like you're a hamster. Yeah, I think it's that. so depressing, I think. It's like you're living your life. This is what you've decided to do with your life. Get on a machine that pretends you're moving and you're going nowhere. Ooh. That's called LA baby. Boy, what a metaphor. That was yeah. beautiful. Thank you. I consider you the poet laureate of this house. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> the Maya Angelou of Blair Hills. Congratulations. I don't and I think the people of Blair Hills would disagree. I'm like the only white person in Blair Hills. That would be so horrible for me to become the Maya Angelou of Blair Hills. It could happen. You're Robert Frost? Does that work? Okay, that's better. That's better. Right. Right. Just keep your head down. It could happen. That's true. <laughs> All right, we're going uh, to do my questions. Then. Okay, great. Uh, these are uh, five uh, trivia questions of some of your own work. So the, and I'll I'm, give you clues. Can you answer? Yeah. Yep. I can. Okay. Uh, number one, 
uh, you co-wrote, directed, and cameoed in the commune comedy Wanderlust. I remember. Uh, yes. <laughs> so that, that's what's question One two. Down. When Paul Rudd as George <laughs> is attempting to play two princes on guitar, some of the Elysium <laughs> guests start singing what song instead? This is a clue. That's really bad. They start singing another song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Before, after he starts playing two princes? Yeah, in that in that sequence. It's a it's a, a nod to uh, the film you did previous. You don't mean love take me down the street. I do mean love. No, take but that me. was before. Right beforehand. That was before. Oh. See, you got it wrong. Now buddy. the Riddler has been out riddled. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, IMDb actually got that wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you know, I can uh, I can do better than IMDb because I had to watch the damn thing like five billion times. <laughs> you know, when you make a movie, you get a sound mix and color correct. I do and love that song though, and, and I love that on the end credits of Role Models, you yes, it sounds <laughs> legitimately like it's a wing song. Well, I have to. My friend Charles Gonza, who's the most incredible musician, somehow created his own wing song that sounds more like wings than wings, and <laughs> it's <laughs> totally amazing. It makes you like literally when you're watching the credits go like, so there. Wait, uh, wait, there was what? a wings yeah. song. <laughs> Like legitimately yeah. confused me when I saw that. And I was like, well, of course, the, the amount of effort that I personally went into making sure that that happened, like, which is not that important, but like, I was like, no, we got to make sure who's, who's recording. Dude. We like, we like, <laughs> you know, we located the Paul McCartney sound like singer in Vegas, and like, it was like a whole thing. Whoa, is that oh, yeah. where the majority of the budget and time went? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. Hopefully, this will be correct. Uh, you co-wrote and directed the LARPing comedy role models. I remember. The film had two other working titles that I'm aware of. What were they? Little Big Men. Yep. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, um, the Big Brothers. There you go. Yeah. You Thanks. and IMDb were both right. And we and then when we were trying to think of the title, there were thousands of them. Oh and the most gosh. memorable was my mother's suggestion, <laughs> Bad Buddies and Beyond. <laughs> And she's like, come on, it's really great because it's like a spoof on Bed Bath & Beyond and it's funny. And I remember Ken Marino uh, and Erica, his wife, laughing so hard and they're like, see, my mom's like, see, they think it's really funny. Bad, Bad buddies, buddies and Beyond. I still think it might have been an even bigger hit. <laughs> <laughs> we would have really broke that. through internationally. Do you know who thought of role models? Do you remember where it boiled down to? That was like on the list from you know corporate yeah. marketing. You know they were like we you know definitely can't be X Y and Z. And it's like, down you know. to bad buddies and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's certainly when we heard role models, we're like really like that. I it, you know afterwards you think of it as what it is, but like it was just seemed like the most bland. Yeah, that's usually like, what they end up doing. Like. Yeah. Animal Husbandry was a book that got made into a movie called Someone Like You. Oh, my God. And that – I've always thought about that because that is the most – literally most forgettable title it imaginable. It really Because I, I love that movie. That's a particularly memorably terrible movie, I think. And I always re- reference it, but I can never think of the title. And then there's movies like Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. Right. That they should have gone with role models for that. Yes. Like, go away from the book for Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. <sighs> there's this only movie. you ran Hollywood. I know. I, I'm working <laughs> on it. There's I have a, a suit. There's a movie coming out called The Place Beyond the Pines, which has got, like, Ryan Gosling in it, whatever. I've seen the preview, like, four times. It looks really good. I can never remember Oh, the is that the one with all the tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. That, I can that never remember the name of that movie after the fact. I'll like, tell you a good title for a movie. Jaws. Jaws. I mean, what, what, what do you want? That's good. Jaws. 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 Did you just think of that? No, That's I just good. think... That should be the, the Jaws 5. I mean, what do you want? 
Josh. <laughs> she made the subtitle. I'd Put watch it. On it. <laughs> but you know, you can never tell when it's a good title. Who would have thought Bull Durham would have worked? Yeah, that's <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> sheesh. Sheesh. Ooh. All right, question three. You co wrote and directed the cult camp comedy What Hot American Summer. I remember. Artie, the fat, smelly kid camper who did the voiceovers at the camp, was played by Liam Norton, but his voiceovers were actually done by whom? Sam Levine. Yep. He's a good friend of mine. Yep, Sam there Levine you go. Sam Levine's great. See him all the time. <laughs> Ham Ravine. Yeah. Ham Ravine. <laughs> that should be the name of his memoir. <laughs> Ham Ravine. Um, too bad. I, I don't think Liam Norton has ever really gotten in touch. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> you know what? We all. We I, gave, all I just gave him a shout out on the podcast. So almost, Liam. If you're out there, I'm sorry. And let's let's talk. Uh, you can just get in touch with him through IMDb Pro. He's, his agent's information is up there. I don't really. I'm not. That's not that important. <laughs> right, question four. You co-wrote and directed the Ten Commandments. Count me the ten. The ten. Every member of the state makes mm-hmm. a cameo appearance in the flesh except one. Who is it? Kevin Allison. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-mm. Todd Hollebeck. Nope. Mm-mm. No, he is in it. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> There's a lot of people in that movie. Michael Jan. Michael there Jan. you go. Michael Jan. You had an, a photo in the last segment. Yes. You know, um, t- uh, the 10 <laughs> is on some weird thing that I thought was interesting. Netflix. But I think it's on something else even weirder. It's always on crackle.com. Oh, that's on our, U- our Roku, and we yeah. don't know what it is. And you can just watch the whole 10, the movie, the 10. I mean, why wouldn't you want to watch a movie like that? It's so great. It's, it's so great. great. Yeah. It is so great. I, I, there's aspects of it that in some ways it's my favorite thing I've done. I love it, and I love the way that it weaves itself together and gets weirder and weirder. And I think this is something... And then it's that, all tied together in the end in the most, like, <laughs> random... <laughs> it's the best thing that can happen. It also has... It's probably my favorite movie preview ever, when the voiceover starts... Oh, the trailer is great. <laughs> Power <Power-ride! laughs> That <laughs> kills me every time. And instead of Justin Theroux, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so good. way to get Justin Theroux and things. What a... Oh, he's a hunk of Saurus Rex, Whoa. right? <laughs> That's the kind of dinosaur he'd be. <laughs> okay. And question five... <laughs> Uh, you're a founding member of the state. Yep. The theme song for the MTV show was done by Craig Wedrum and Eli Janney and was called what? State theme. <laughs> yeah. Version. And version one. Yep. <laughs> Technically, I guess, called what is repeated over and over in the song. Boys and Girls Action? That's yeah. it. That's not true, though. Oh, again. I can tell you. Well, partly because the composer of that was Craig Wedrum, who I see every day. So, fuck you. <laughs> no, I think I really do. Th- I can tell you the 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 title of record for that piece is the state theme. Well, there we go. Well, the boys and girls action was sampled from a song by Nation of Ulysses, I think. Ulysses S. Grant. Who gives a flying fuck? What a man! <sighs> All right, well, babe. it's time for my questions. Now that we're thoroughly, oh, you've got some questions. Yeah, they're different. Very different. Right. Uh, have you ever met an Olsen twin? Uh, yes. How I have. did it go? Are, is that a real question? Yeah. Um, she asks it every podcast. I love it. It's about a 3% return on investment. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, no, I was um, having uh, lunch with Justin Bartha. Okay. Yeah. Who I knew because I did a pilot with him mm-hmm. once. And he's a great actor and a great guy. 
and he w- went out with yes, I know one of the Olsen twins. But then we we ran well, into the other one. Lunch. I think she came. To no, lunch. she came by. Of course, they never. No, she walked. They never stay we in anyone's sitting, stories. They breeze through. We were sitting out in an outdoor alfresco restaurant oh, in wow. New York. Nice. And one of them came by, and I think it was the one he didn't had just broken up with or something yes and she and she was like hello and that's about it wow (laughs) yeah it was really interesting okay well she showed up and just was like wrong one wrong one (laughs) she was not so super friendly no you know they can't be they have to be guarded they've been in the public eye since they were very young and you know what for all they know you're going to take advantage of them so i could i I was planning on it but she didn't give me an in to do it. <laughs> I had already had my finger all lubed. <laughs> Stiffy prepared. I carry around Vaseline in my pocket just or in Olsen case twins. I run into an Olsen twin and Me I need too. to lube my finger and get ready to do Me something. Too. I have it in a little ring with a screw cap so I can just pop the top off. Yeah, that's why they, up ca- the pinky. Why you you think they use why the pinky. Why do you think they call it screw cap? There you go. <laughs> oh, I love I those also, ladies. And I keep in my pocket here a cervical cap. Oh, that's sweet of you. Yeah. There's nothing you don't think of. Nope. Man of Call detail. Call me the Swiss Army man. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Things uh, poking out all over the place. Yeah. Well, it's more named after the Swiss cheese. Oh, Because yeah. I got holes Holy. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Uh, you've angered a wizard, and Uh-oh. he is forcing you to choose between two punishments. Either you must live the rest of your life with a head in a fishbowl, uh, and you have room around your neck so you could put a straw up the fishbowl. Oh, God. Um, but you can't take the fishbowl off of your head. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. You could also, I was thinking, pour cereal through that little hole and, like, smoosh, you know, roll your head around enough so you could maybe get some in your mouth, but it's going to be hard. You can't get a hand up there. Or oh. you have to sleep every night upright with your body submerged in an aquarium teeming with fish and octopus. Wow. You've, you've been asked this so many times. Dave. I know. You get this at all the cons. Oh, I, I would definitely do the second one, though. You would. Because at least half your life could be okay, you know, or more, or even two thirds of it, you know? Yeah. Right. You could kiss, you could eat. Yeah, you could live. Like, yeah. you, you, you literally could not live your life. I mean, you could. No, it would be really bad. It would be and a you, different quality. And it, would be, it would be also hard to sleep. Yeah. So, that's I mean, true. I mean, Without getting into too much discussion, I would just think you'd have to go with the fish part. Okay, but that's, that's your answer. Rough. It's, 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 it's rough, rough either way. As well. I think that right. the I would be very depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either way. Neither of them are really like, oh, really? <laughs> uh, don't mind if I do. Either way, you're rethinking pissing off that wizard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the next question. I've heard that there's a Wayne Day's Pink Panther caper in production. And uh, I was just wondering what the big mystery was and if you could give us any spoilers. Uh, well... It's not something that I... All right, fine. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we just literally <laughs> twisted his arm. <laughs> Basically, the Pink Panther diamond of Lou Gash is mm-hmm. once again stolen. And now that Typical. Uh, Inspector Clouseau has retired, they do a worldwide search for who is the detective that can, you know, Step recover shoes, recover yeah. the Pink Panther diamond once again from the notorious Phantom. Mm. And 
So they're, they're, there's this international search, and they bring in comedians from all over the world, and it's like these, YouTube submissions. Well, it's like well, it's like this. We have all these cameos, all these different comedians oh, from all over the great. world, and so we have that's the great. Paul Hogan from Australia is doing a bit. Uh. And, you know, we've got you know a guy from Egypt who's like, oh, the pyramids, you know, <laughs> and the whole thing. And so and then everyone's doing their own like little thing of like the test of the comedians, and then of course they, you know, they end up picking David Wayne, Wayne Days, and then. Um, and then uh, I go there, and then it's like, oh, hey, and, hey, and it's yeah. Angelina Jolie is the oh my woman, and Whoa. like I end up making out with her, and then um, it turns out that she uh, hid the diamond in her twat. Um, <gasps> so you have to just stick your cream. head in. Yeah, well, no, 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 it's like a thing with guacamole and sour cream. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, you okay. Know, I, yeah. That, that the whole oh, okay, thing. Okay, I get know? it. That, and then, that's um, classic uh, vaudeville right. for, for those of you who haven't seen. Exactly. This so sketch, I have to do the thing where him. I, like, you know, tip, put whatever, like sticky stuff on my elbows and, and then Nachos. stick the two elbows into the twat and pull right, out the right. diamond and then vaginal like, vaudeville. And then <laughs> throw it into the, you know, to the basket where Chief Inspector Dreyfus is right. carrying the thing and, you know, that whole thing. Oh, my gosh. Well, that'll just be a treat. That's exciting. Thanks for going into it. And Hank Mancini is back doing the theme, and it's great. Thank God. Because it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be I don't owning, think so. You know, yeah. you have to keep true to the it. legacy. Yeah. And uh, you're doing a lot of risky things, it sounds like, but you're still staying true to the heart of it. Yeah, and we've we've gone back and gotten the original ride symbol, so we can go... Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're all, we're thrilled. Glad and to be excited. Here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, now this is a game called Stephen Weber, Andrew Lloyd Weber, Spider Web, and Webster. Yeah. And the second part of the game is uh, Mary Murder, Make Sweet Love, and one of them you can leave out entirely. Okay. <laughs> so uh, okay, that's the whole game. Yeah. Okay. Stephen Weber. Mm-hmm. We- who? Uh, Andrew Lloyd. Andrew Weber. Lloyd Weber. A spider web. A spider web. And Webster. Webster. Okay. Mary. Murder mm-hmm. makes sweet love. And one of them you throw off a cliff, but it's not murder. It's just like an act of God, we'll call it. Okay. <laughs> I would murder... Oh. Webster. No, wait. <laughs> I, can't I would murder the spider. Yeah, the spider's not there. Just this web. I would murder the spider web. Okay. <laughs> no, I would make love <laughs> to the spider web. <laughs> there you go. Now you're using your noggin. I would fuck the web. <laughs> And then, who was the first one? Uh, Stephen Weber. Stephen St- Weber. Who was the second one? Andrew, Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Weber. Weber. Oh, all right. Uh, I would murder um, Webster. Okay, great. <laughs> and I would um, marry uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay, so Stephen Weber is being... Yeah, you made the right decision. Yeah. Because he's going to die eventually. Stephen Weber, I would leave alone. You throw him off the cliff. Yeah, but I mean, it would leave. Yeah, yeah, act of God. You had nothing to do with it. Right. It's a horrible coincidence. It's a good idea to murder Webster. You can just stuff his body in that clock. <laughs> well, the way I would do it, though, no, but the way I would do it is the I would. The thing again? No, I would make a boot. I would make a steel boot. Okay. And I would put it on my um, <laughs> foot. Uh huh. And then I would take Webster and put him uh, on the ground. G- uh, duct taped to the ground. Okay. And then I would oh, slam okay. on the boot under his chest okay. until he ruptured. Oh, that's cute. You know those big sticks with nails sticking out of them? I've been thinking about those a lot. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. That's okay. cruel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is that's the more humane something way. Else. That's for something else. <laughs> yeah. No, but I would put one of those like buckwheat masks over his face so that he's got a oh. nice smell and he doesn't know what's going on. Buckwheat 
buckwheat from the little rascal's mask? <laughs> no, it's like it's like filled with buckwheat. It's like a satin thing oh, you get from Dream Essentials. I thought you right. wanted him to look like buckwheat from the little you can rascals get it from as Sky you Mall. murdered him. Or Hammocker Schlemmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, send me those URLs too with the other stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and this is your last question. This time it's a really good one. I mean, good news for you, not bad news for you. A genie has granted you the opportunity to yeah. spend 24 hours yes. with... Woody Allen. Uh, Anywhere in the world doing anything you want. What do you do? Or you can also steal one possession of his and call it, call it a day. <laughs> um, I think I would probably steal his mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or, or his, his scotch tape. <laughs> Either one, you you run out of both. Of them. No, but or if no, but if I would if I could do anything with Woody Allen anywhere in the world, I would probably want to go to either Montreal mm-hmm. or maybe Vancouver. <laughs> okay, and you know, just like ride the streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah, or maybe go to like a, a fireworks show. Okay. That yeah, that's what it would be. There you go. Go to Montreal and <laughs> like, take it. in a fireworks show. It. And then if you know if it all goes well, maybe he gives you the mayonnaise. He no might end up giving asked. me the mayonnaise, then I don't have to be part of this game. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, <laughs> yeah. And maybe afterwards we'll like, get a shake or something. Yeah. Good luck. I like Thanks. the idea of you having a jar of Woody Allen's mayonnaise in your fridge and whenever you're making sandwiches for people. Just hey, what's the mayonnaise? Uh... By the way, a little quick story about this mayonnaise. Why are Don't, you smirking when you're making you that sandwich? <laughs> oh, no reason. I don't know if you saw Matchpoint, but... <laughs> this is the guy. This is the mayonnaise from the film. Well, you did it. You did our whole podcast. You made it. I'm so... Exhausted. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, a, just a bundle of emotions. I know. Stop. Can I come back again next week? Mm, we're booked. We're booked. Oh. So, <laughs> but just keep checking in. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> family I want to. Th- you know, it's been a lot of attention on me this mm-hmm. time. I just like to throw a little thing your way that the listeners might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Is there? I want to give you guys a chance to. Give yourselves a little plug. Is there an 800 number you want to give out mm-hmm. and for people who want to order your podcast? <laughs> uh, it's on the website. Okay. It's on our GeoCities page. Um, forward slash. Right, but if there is a toll-free number, I think now is a good time to give it out. Let people know that they can. Well, there, we, we are in the middle of a pledge we drive, so this is perfect. <laughs> the next four callers will get this tote bag. <laughs> I often I do want to donate to those pledge drives, but a lot I don't. I just don't want to pay the toll for the call. Yeah, that's what holds a lot of people back. You know, it does. does. I wish they figure out that technology. Ah, Man, well, if wishes were horses, I'd have I'd have some horses. We'd all we'd all have some horses. Um, Lost. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks for being here, David. People should follow you on Twitter. You are on there. Yes. Uh, yes. At David Wayne, correct? W-A-I-N. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and thanks for being here, David. Well, what do you do? You do different tweets just for the podcast? The podcast has its own personality. You know, when we're and like, it's very hey, racist. here's an episode. It's out now. So it's like the podcast is almost another character. It's a beast. It is. It's a beast of its own. And we can't be held responsible for what it says. And all those rape jokes, we don't, we're not behind them. Can I just say something Mm -hmm. directly to the people listening? Sure. No. I love each and every (laughs) one of you individually 
and I really believe in you and I want you to get out there and kick some ass and just keep, keep going. Just put on your boots and just kick the crap out of someone's chest tonight. Yeah. Until they rupture. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.